Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. This is prime time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly, and now time for part two of our SPAC special series here on Money FM 89.3. Now, special purpose acquisition companies or SPACs may be new to Singapore, but they've actually, in fact, been around in developed markets for some time. In September 2021, the Singapore Exchange introduced its SPAC listing framework paving the way for the introduction of SPACs to the local market. The first SPACs in Singapore are set to list this month, January 2022. But as an investor, before you consider diving into the world of SPACs, do you know the risks involved and how do you evaluate if this could be a good investment for you? Well, to tell us more, we're joined on the line now by Benjamin Goh, Head of Research and Investor Education at SIAS. Benjamin, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you very much for having me. We're happy to be here. Great to have you with us, Benjamin. Perhaps we can start off, though, in its simplest terms, what is a SPAC? Well, the short definition of a SPAC is that it is a blank check company in the sense that we don't really have any kind of operating business the spec does not have a factory or a production line. It doesn't produce anything. Mm-hmm. So whenever we invest in a spec, we are essentially writing a blank check, signing our name on it and giving it to the company. And then the company will then decide what to do with it. Okay. So what is the purpose of a spec, though? I mean, why go down the spec route and not just list a company? There could be a couple of reasons. So the traditional uh, in, uh, IPO route could possibly be a little bit expensive and uh, might take a little bit longer than a private company might might be comfortable with. So a spec process generally means that you have a very knowledgeable sponsor that will spot a very promising private company mm-hmm. and buy it and then bring it to market. So that process generally could be relatively fast because the spec is already a listed company and possibly you'll be at a more reasonable valuation rather than going through the traditional IPO route. And that said, Benjamin, as you mentioned earlier on, SPACs are also known as black check companies. Given that they're new to the market here in Singapore, should investors tread with caution? What do they need to be aware of? And are there any safeguards? So that's a very good question. So essentially, um, we do not have any idea of uh, what the spec company might do. They primarily exist basically to buy a private company. But which exactly private company you're going to buy, we have no idea, you know, when the spec is uh, listed. So one of the key features that, you know, investors may want to consider is really the quality of the sponsor. So who are the sponsors? Do they have a track record of successfully bringing promising private companies to the public sphere? Do they have uh, deep-seated relationships with the private equity world? Uh, are they subject matter experts in that particular sector? So if the specs comes out to say that, uh, oh, we're going to be interested in buying a technology-based company, mm-hmm. then you want to be sure that the spec has got a very long track record in that particular space. I see. And that said, when it comes to the stage of DSPAC, the, the SPAC has decided on the acquisition target, but perhaps investors aren't too happy with the proposed target. What would then happen? 
Well, there are a couple of off-ramps, inverted commas off-ramps. So the spec shares are listed on the exchange, in mm-hmm. this case, it's the Singapore exchange. So they, the spec shareholders can simply sell it in the open market. That's uh, the first off-ramp. The second off-ramp is that the spec shareholders can always redeem their spec shares. So in return for the money that is locked up in the escrow account. Okay. So that's a second way to cash out. And the third way is that the during the de-spec process, there is going to be a general meeting. So the shareholders can always vote against the acquisition of their particular target company. Taking a look at the prospectus of the SPACs that we've got coming to market here, Benjamin, what should investors be looking out for? Because as you mentioned, there's perhaps some history behind the investors that are looking towards putting the SPAC to market, but what else should they be mindful of? The listing rules for SPACs from SGX is uh, relatively flexible. So there are a couple of idiosyncrasies which may vary from SPACs to SPACs. So for example, a spec share usually comes attached with a warrant, right? So whether or not one spec share comes with 0.2 warrants or 0.3 warrants, that's really up to the sponsor to decide. So that kind of information must be included in the prospectus. Uh, Related to that would be whether or not the warrants have got an automatic redemption feature or a mandatory redemption feature or an automatic detachability feature. Um, again, there's quite a lot of leeway for the sponsors to uh, design that kind of, um, to design the, the specs. So again, it's really incumbent on uh, potential investors to read these prospectus, understand how that works. We're speaking with Benjamin Go, Head of Research and Investor Education at SIAS. So Benjamin, would you say SPACs are for any investor or is there a degree of experience that one should have before they consider investing in a SPAC? I guess I would say that you know, for investors who are looking for, let's say, a quick win or some kind of high dividend investment vehicle, mm-hmm. specs are probably inappropriate. So within that 24 or 36 months that the specs is in existence, it's uh, unlikely to pay any kind of return. So the price is probably not going to change from the IPO price of $5. And again, it, it, it might take up to 36 months uh, with the extension to find a very good uh, private company at a reasonable price. So again, uh, you know, your investment may not move very far away from that $5. As for risk appetite, I would say that uh, generally speaking, the way specs are regulated and designed in Singapore uh, within the 36, uh, 36 months, there's probably less downside risk compared to normal stocks simply because most of the IPO proceeds are going to be locked up in an escrow account and you can always redeem your shares and get the money back. So not much downside risk in that perspective. So how do you think SPACs are going to change the market here in Singapore in the longer term? Benjamin, are SPACs the new REIT? Not so much. So there are similarities in terms of, let's say you take, you take it for example, a Singapore REIT, there is going to be the REIT management, there is going to be the sponsor. In that way, some of the specs are going to be structured in the same way mm-hmm. uh, because the sponsor might actually um, buy into one of his portfolio companies. Right? That said, generally people buy into REIT simply because of the relatively high yield. So for specs themselves, uh, we should not expect to have a high yield uh, payout policy. Uh, even after the de-spec process, very likely that a spec invests in some kind of very high growth potential technology stock, something which is very scalable. Generally, high growth and you know low expectations of uh, yield. 
So it's going to be um, appetizing for different types of investors. Okay. And I just want to rewind a little bit, Benjamin, because you mentioned the escrow period and SGX does give SPACs two years to find an acquisition company with a possible one-year extension. If the SPAC, after a year, hasn't found a target yet, it's still got one or two years, depending on the extension, to go, and you decide, okay, I've invested in the SPAC, I've changed my mind, you can still sell and trade shares as you would a normal listed company. Isn't that correct? Yeah, this is absolutely correct. So the spec shares are listed on the Singapore exchange. You can always sell it. The price is probably not going to be dramatically different from the IPO price of $5, but you can always exit your position at any time uh, in the open market. Benjamin, how have SPACs in other markets, such as the US, performed post-listing? I mean, while SPACs are new here in Singapore, they've actually been around for quite a long time. Well, it's kind of a uh, hit and miss kind of affair. Mm. If you look at the U.S. market, specs have been around for a very long time. Some of the specs have been promoted very heavily by celebrities or you know famous former politicians. Those tend to do quite well simply because of the, I guess, uh, fame involved. But again, the long-term investors in the kind of specs tend to be few and far in between. So those kind of specs generally do not have a long-term following. So it really comes down to who is organizing the spec, the, the sponsor itself, the quality of the sponsor. That's really key to whether or not a spec might be a good investment opportunity in the long run. So why are we seeing so much buzz around specs now? I mean, obviously because they're out in the Singapore market, but prior to them, prior to the announcement from SGX that we saw the listing rules for SPACs here, we were seeing some buzz in the global markets as well. Why Why is now the time of the SPAC? I think it could be that, uh, you know, certain investment vehicles uh, come into a flavor mm-hmm. once in a while. So we had the technology craze, we had the REITs craze. Uh, now could be the year of the specs, at least in Asia. Again, I think it could be a greater appreciation by investors that having a spec listing is really or truly a viable alternative pathway for private companies to get listed. So it's not just the traditional IPO path, which is you know the only way. There are other ways. And again, retail investors are, are quite, I guess, uh, at, a, at this point in time, receptive to the idea of specs simply because they could have a little bit more risk appetite in mm-hmm. order to you know, engage in this kind of private companies rather than just a normal listed company. Okay. Benjamin, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about SPACs with the next, the first few set to list in just a few days? Well, I'm not going to comment directly on the two um, SPACs which are going to be listed, uh, but I guess the thing that I want to leave behind with the viewers of this uh, show is that it's really important to go through some of these briefings that the specs have uh, held and also to read the prospectus because not all specs are created equally. There is a lot of flexibility in how they want to list. So things like the warrants, uh, the detachability, so on and so forth. Uh, it could be different, grammatically different. So incumbent on the uh, investors to take a quick read on the prospectus. Wonderful. Well, Benjamin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us and helping us to unpeel all the layers and understand SPACs here in Singapore. Okay, thank you very much. Very happy to be here. Thank you. We've been speaking with Benjamin Go-Ahead of Research and Investor Education at SIAS about what you need to know if you're thinking about investing in SPACs here in Singapore. I'm Rachel Kelly. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.
Available on Google Play or the App Store.